Welcome to those 90s teachers podcast with Tasia and Zara, where we are currently taking up space in the education arena in different parts of the world. Throughout this journey, you will learn about being a teacher in today's society as we share personal stories and life experiences in the classroom. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the 90s teachers. We are back. We are back. It feels like, first of all, it feels like I haven't seen Zara in a month, which is true because I haven't. (laughs) It's been hectic, I think, for the both of us. Um, Any life updates? Girl, life has been lifing for me, Um, like a lot. I actually finally got a new job. I'll be moving in a week to a new state, so... I'm fresh new I'm, beginnings. <laughs> yes, we love it. I'm telling you, it's, those who've been listening to us know like your journey and the fact that you can come up here now and say that, like, oh my God, just to show, show, like, showing what God did is truly like, Im- like remarkable. It, literally, it's all God because even uh. the way that it happened, it literally everything happened in a span of a week. Everything happened in the span of a week. And it was like, I had a death in my family, you know, mm-hmm. transitions with, you know, different people in my life. It's been, then I got the job and it's just been crazy. But yeah, but I think the most thing that I'm so grateful for is that during this time, I got to really connect with my family a lot. Um, So me and my family grew a lot closer in just the span of like, to even just the whole month of August, we've just been really mm-hmm. building really strong connections. Me and my sister, me and my mom, and my stepdad. It's just been, it's been nice, and I've been able to see like even people that like some friends that I haven't spoken to in years have just been hitting me up out of nowhere because I haven't really been on social media. So they've been like, "Where, where, girl? Where? What are you doing? <laughs> like, where are you at?" <laughs> Yeah, and I was just you know really just taking time to delve into myself heal from um just different things from my past and also spend more time with God getting to know him more and getting to know how he sees me um so that's what I've been doing girl how about you you know you got some stuff too <laughs> updates on your life maybe little me no I feel like the same thing like just like you like I've it's just been a lot and again, it's just been happy times, sad times. Uh, my brother got married, my first younger brother, and that was really beautiful. Uh, but the same day, the day before his wedding, my mom's first cousin, my uncle passed away. So mm-hmm. I get like, just like connecting, celebrating, and then grieving all it. It's it's such like the weirdest feelings all in the same mm-hmm. time. So it was a very bittersweet moment uh but like alhamdulillah like god is good um you know god is so good Uh, god's been good to me can't even complain yes (laughs) like i'm just so grateful i've been having again if you guys have followed me on instagram and tiktok you've been seeing back-to-back collaborations that i've been posting and these were videos that i i've been working hard on guys for a minute let's go so it's really nice to see it now like all come to life on my page uh and just like the support that I've been getting is incredible it never goes unnoticed Uh, and I just been connecting again just like I think I was getting closer to my family also with my friends I've been spending a lot of time with with friends 
um and making it like making real time for them because you know during the school like during the school year how busy teachers can be and I'm that teacher like like my sister calls me a grandma because she knows that like I'll always say no to plans because I'm I'd rather rest get work done and just rest I feel that so it's just nice to like disconnect <laughs> and just like feel feel like myself again so yeah I can't complain busy busy Yes, feel like myself again. That's something that I worked on too. So I, I'm here yeah. with you, girl. Here yeah, with you. I'm here. Yeah. So it is back to school season. So yeah. um, this is your idea, Zara, right? Like I know. Okay, <laughs> it is back to school season. So I felt like it was only fair for us to have a whole episode of just talking about like what back to school season looked like for us. Um, and we could talk about from perspective as a student uh, and then now as teachers, how that looks like um, and just go from there and just like talk about the excitement, not the excitement. Were, we, were you nervous? Because I know how I was. I actually really like going to school. I, I think I was a weird child because I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you, but I love waking up and going to school every single day uh, compared to my sister. My sister hated school. She she would rather just stay home. But yeah, and I can start you off. Like, let's say like when I was in like an elementary, I feel like because I'm like, I used to be more of like a social person, like growing up because I can, people still think I'm an extrovert, but I'm really like, I'm a mix of both. <laughs> I don't know if I come across that way. But I think I'm a mix of both. I'm not just fully extroverted. I think in person you come across as very extroverted. Yeah, and it's crazy because like in the inside, in, inside, I'm very, like, I can be introverted. I just like learned the skills now on how to to talk more in my grown age than before because <laughs> news are back in the day, if I don't really know you, I, I can't talk to you. It was just a thing. Like mm -hmm. I really have to get to know you for me to open up because I was a very shy child. That's the thing too. Like I was very shy. So like going to school, uh, it was hard. But once I found, I remember elementary school, you know, like your 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 clique of friends. Right. Then the real that accepted you for for weirdness and all your flaws. Yes. <laughs> then then you know it's amazing. So I felt like once I found that, I never looked back. But yeah, I was a kid, guys, that I loved going to school um loved it loved it loved it back to school season was fun for me because my parents would always take us uh shopping and you guys know how much I love fashion <laughs> and getting the new sneakers I remember the first time I went to Foot Locker do you guys have you guys have Foot Locker yeah we have Foot Locker yeah in the US. yeah oh my god I think I was like in grade four and then my parents bought me my first pair of red black uh Nike Air Forces okay and I, I felt like I was the best. I was, was like, yeah, sweet. I cannot wait to rock this back. No, I have, to, I have to agree. Back to school shopping had to be my favorite thing about going back to school. Right? Literally the best. Yeah, because not only, I think for me, it wasn't just the clothes. It was the supplies. I love oh getting. Yes. Getting, the supplies. Getting like a fresh new notebook I like getting the book back like the pencils mm -hmm. yo I felt so flea like with my pencil case with all the new pe oh I just felt the 
it was just the right best. yeah and I feel like the more you had it was the better like guys I would have my back to school pencil case busting at the seams not busting at the seams yeah <laughs> busting at the seams I would I would put everything in there I would buy like the pack of like two packs of 30 lead pencils for why I don't Listen. know like am I supplying the whole school no but it was crazy you know what's crazy though now that I now that you know I've taught for so long I always wonder like where do our pencils go girl it's like you telling me oh my god quick story time um I'm an art teacher uh last uh last school year and then grateful to the teacher that let she left all her stuff behind she didn't want it she got a new position as a vp so she said sorry you could have everything in this room i was so elated like i was so happy she had everything like this this teacher she had everything in there and i remember i had three uh big like pencil case boxes of sharpies and they were all black so i brought them out for my first unit we we're doing a keep hearing unit so a lot of the lining you need to use the sharpies why by week two I had no sharpies left zero listen I would have never given out no sharpies three boxes sharpies those are those are expensive oh my (laughs) god you give them the rose art you give them the rose art (laughs) oh my god And, and the thing is I would tell them every day please like return it I don't think these kids listen. And when you're teaching rotary art, it's hard because I had like 145 students and I had okay. them back to back days. Like some like, okay. like for, it would be three periods back to back each like for like three cycles of the day of, of the cycle of the of our school schedule. Mm-hmm. So yeah, by week two, no Sharpies. And they want to come this where's Where's the Sharpies? I'm like, I'm not buying no more Sharpies. Are you guys crazy? Oh my God. In, yeah, are, no. Am I insane? No, you're not because- And then- yeah. they started coming for my pencils I have four boxes of like you know the pencil twos that you get like you get like these amazing boxes there's, like a hundred bo- like pencils in there mm-hmm. I kid you not but like me I had no pencils left like Girl, I have do you know books. it's like you teach art so I you know yeah. but do you know if you teach math like yeah. it's the same thing thing like, oh my god Girl, because it's like you know especially around when did this when did the phenomenon start I want to say December, yeah. December, January, when, you know, they come back from winter recess, from Christmas break, and then, like, legitimately, everybody, oh, can I have a pencil, can I have a pencil? Yeah. They're like, wait a minute, didn't I just give you a pencil last period? Oh, yeah, yeah you did. Where is it? <laughs> um, I don't know, did you check your book bag? Yeah, but it's not there. Okay, like, literally, me and my co-teacher handing out pencils almost to every single child. At a certain point, we were like, we don't have any more. Like yeah. we don't have, like we really didn't have at the point we really didn't have anymore. No, me too. Then we would it. just tell them like we don't have anymore. If we did have, if we got new ones, we'd be like, yeah, we just don't have anymore. Oh, yeah. what am I gonna write with? I don't know. But yeah. like, where's your pencil? Like, no, but, like it's crazy. crazy. <laughs> I get it because I'm just like, where are you guys? Like, where? These pe- like, are you eating pencils at this point? Like, what is going on? Like, That's I don't understand. I was- oh my god. I- <laughs> I, I love how you mentioned every period. I had this one student, like I had a couple of students in my homeroom, like I would give them a pencil and they'd come to my art period at, and they were like, miss, I don't have a pencil anymore. And I would look at them like, did I not give you a pencil, a pencil? for you too? And I told you to keep it. Like I, organization skills, 
girl and then it's so the worst part is when you know you gave them a pencil and then I'm like check your book bag and they're looking and looking looking 10 minutes later oh I found it yeah like yeah yeah or they like leave it like in my desk and the desk that we have like it's like you can see through them and I literally see my like I see a pencil here I see a pencil on the, the chalkboard ledge and I'm like you guys just have to look I think that's what it is. Students Me don't know too. how to look. They don't I think that's nope. they don't know nope. how to look. No. Nope. I came to that too. I'm like, they're just lazy. Either they're lazy, yeah. like you said, they don't want to look. They don't want to look. Makes sense. It makes no I, sense. Zero. <laughs> it confuses me. I'm that just... was the biggest problem we've had. And I yeah. travel with the kids because I had them, um, you know, I had yeah. them before. So I'm with them every period, yeah. basically. So yeah. when I know I gave them a pencil last period, I'm like, I was just with you. I don't yeah. get it. Crazy. So my students, students, future students who are listening to this, make sure you guys carry your pencils with you this year. Make it a goal. Write that. Make it a smart goal and make it for the full year because you're right. As soon as they come back from winter break, I feel like it, it, like kids are disconnected. They're like, whoop. It's like the care is not there because when you're going back to school, you're happy. You have all these brand new like supplies that you want to use. But come winter break and you come back from Christmas, it's like it's all done. that one out the door it's over and forget yeah. about april march oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> april april march april may june oh my god i think it's the hardest months i i cannot even stress teachers and students it is the hardest months march april, that that point? Kids march, are just uh, checked out. they're over it's, everything they're checked out <sighs> and i had a kid actually though like in the beginning of the year he would put his his he would use his sock as a pencil case so he would always put pencils and pens hanging from his <laughs> from his sock are you serious swear oh, to God. wow so on his wait his sock on his foot like on his foot like you know like how he long socks so he would put it in like and I'm like how, does it not poke you but yeah, like say, it works for a whatever bit whatever works whatever yeah works. that works for you and you gotta do what you gotta do but they yeah but yeah oh my god uh, and then compared to as teachers how would you say you can start this off? Like, how is back to school for you? When how do you prepare for back to school season when you're like as an educator? Yeah. Mm, let's see. How do I prepare? Um. Well, usually, well, last year, um, because I won't be a teacher this coming year, but yeah. last year I um, I started reading different books about how to help kids that don't know how to read well in older grades like in middle school because um, I knew that last year a lot of my kids didn't have very good literacy skills like they had terrible reading comprehension skills they um, you know even with math literacy too like they just didn't understand what they were reading and couldn't retain the knowledge either so I remember reading these books that I got from my master's program just trying to understand like maybe different ways that I can teach teach the new kids I'm getting so that they'll they can at least start off on a better foot like more creative ways on how to teach them um so that's what I kind of did um during the summer last year like trying to find books trying to find creative ways to teach them this year because I think like during like as you get close to the school year like as the summer is ending you kind of do have more energy than you did when summer first started and because you're in the mindset that okay I have to go back to work soon and I know that some teachers, they plan like mass lessons over the summer because they know the curriculum they'll have. So they just plan a lot of lessons in advance. 
Um, but for me, because I was special ed teacher, I would just read, try to figure out, okay, um, how can I better uh, service the kids or modify things a little bit better so that they can, you know, um, be on a better foot than I did last year. Um, but I do, I've done that. Um, I love going back to school shopping for myself, like with clothes. So I do that because I, I mean, I just like having like a unique teacher style as well, mm-hmm. even though I don't show it as much um, on socials, but I do like having a, you know, different style for the kids. Um, just No, for myself, but, you know, just, diff- you know, just for mm-hmm. myself. So I love going back to school shopping, like with clothes for me, figure out what my new style is going to be for the year. And that's kind of how I prepare. What about you? I love that for you. I feel like that's why we connect because I'm the same way. Like I love to read uh, books about the mind and again, like how to like have like how to betterment my students in a way that like is authentic to them and really understand why students or how the brain works especially with when you have so many students like 30 plus and of course some students you know like their backgrounds in life can be very traumatic experiences so how can I like gauge students who are kind of already checked out who feel like they're they're angry because of the 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 cards that they've been dealt how can I connect with all my students but especially students like that you know because I love to understand uh just behavior like human behavior how our, our brain works and I feel like as educators I think it's so important to to understand how the human uh works and emotional intelligence uh and all of that because we're not we deal we're on the front line with these students and if we're not making time to connect and really getting to know them and giving them like grace and like trying to help them like with their mental health and their um social well-being um then I'm not doing my job correctly so that's what I really like to do and I also like to go through like my teaching philosophy why I became a teacher my my whys how can I do this or how can I like cater to the students that I'm about to get um I'm not really a person who plans the curriculum because usually like I don't know my assignment until a week before I don't have that luxury yet but I have ideas of like um activities that I like to do for community building because like the first month of September it is so important to focus on like community building like really establishing positive community within your classroom if you do not have that then and it's not established then you kind of already kind of lost your students because that's when you have like routines that are not in check um they're, they're not all engaging with one another um and then like that's when you have problems that are going to be arising left right and center but I truly truly believe like community building especially from like the full the first full month of September is so important so like doing like things like last year I did like a lot of like affirmation stations with my students we we, we played like a lot of games like share like share a story game or things like tell one story of and it has a topic uh a lot of mindfulness uh just to calm their nerves down because I feel like people forget that it's also hard for the students like a lot of students have anxiety social anxiety uh and then them also switching from being virtual for a, for a, for a minute to in person learning is really hard and i realized that last year especially when i had a grade 6 class because they were virtual for, since they were like in grade, the end of grade 3 till 5 wow. so those were like really critical years so i had like 10 12 kids that were off like already very anxious 
and couldn't deal with noise and I have 35 kids in grade sixes in my class it's gonna be noisy you know so just like taking time to really get to know their triggers how I can like help them coming up with a plan individually for each student I think that is important uh, so yeah I feel like that's key community building setting routines off the bat uh, I like to do a co like collaborating with my students so we come up with the the class classroom contracts together um a lot of I don't know some teachers they don't like snack time I like I tell my students I like to eat if you want to eat we actually put some snack times into our Thank schedule you. no they had to because like Thank in grade you. five because I had grade sixes and in grade five I remember like kindergarten grade five you have snack time it's allocated I remember that like I worked at schools where they had a snack program but like the middle school they kind of like some middle schools do it and some middle schools don't so the middle school that I'm at they don't do that but I decided to add that for the kids because some kids don't eat lunch at the same time like they don't like eating at 11 20 they get hungry after they've been running around and maybe by third mm-hmm. recess they want a snack so I said you can eat a snack so it was cute that's really cool. Yeah, I I love that you said community community building because I feel like especially a lot of first year teachers um from veteran teachers they kind of teach you oh discipline them you have to discipline it I know like when I was in the teaching fellows a lot of the teachers a lot of the instructor would be like oh don't smile your first day or you know make sure that you know you set the rules right and I would just be like what in the world why would I want to why would I want to come back to school to a teacher that's a dictator that doesn't make that's sense to crazy. me crazy yeah they they're like said that yeah there'll be like a whole thing where I don't know why I felt like I had this conversation with you before it's crazy yeah. but yeah but yeah it, yeah they'll be like okay don't smile your first day you have to make yourself seem stoic like, make you seem that's so serious the issue. That's I know the issue. you can't do that because no, you if can't you're do not- that if you're not greeting your students with kindness, they then they don't feel like they belong and you already exactly. lost them in the beginning. Like, it's just like humans. Like right now, if somebody, if I'm outside, like customer service, and I, I'm, let's say I'm shopping at Flippin' Aritzia and the, the, the worker greets me with rudeness and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend I'm not gonna want to be there. You've either. lost I'm me. You've lost leave. me immediately. You and know what I mean? happened to me a couple of times in stores. Yeah. Like, this is not it's welcoming it's, I'm exactly. leaving so how <laughs> do you out. do that with kids that's cr- I yes. I've never that's crazy like hearing that's that crazy. Oh. I could have sworn I told you this before wow no, I'm yes. shocked yeah they would tell us things like that and so whenever I would hear it I would be like that's kind of weird you know weird. and um I never did that I I just kind of use the same strategy every first school year where I um I really get to know the kids individually and it sounds crazy but I do it's mm-hmm. like the yeah it's like the kids come in and um you know we'll do like little icebreaker things last year it was so fun because mm-hmm. I found this personality quiz um it's called 16 personalities yeah. and it's so fun because what it does is it you have to take a, a short quiz and then it gives you basically your personality based on like I in, you know, I in P, whatever the acronyms yeah. are. It gives you an acronym and it also gives you like a little character that goes along with it. So it was really fun. It was like a little animation game. The kids all loved it. And yeah. what me and my co-teacher did was based on their personality type, 
we would um, group them based on who personality matches with the most matches matched with them the most. So we did research on like, okay, if she's a uh, this personality, which one would she get along with the most? And then yeah. we would like figure out what personality type would go they would go um good with together. And then yeah. that's how we made our seating chart for the first uh couple <laughs> first month of school. Yeah. It was so fun for us together. I love too. that. That yeah, is it was so, so cute. Fun. It was so fun. Yeah. Um, so the way we um introduced it too we all we had like a google slide introducing them to you know the little personality quiz they all yeah. took it on their phones because you know it was this online thing and then once they got their character we we're like okay cool we all met we met me and my teacher met together and we just kind of grouped them that way it was it was so fun That's it was so cool cute. to get to yeah it was cool to get to know the kids like mm -hmm. on a deeper level before like we actually knew them knew them mm -hmm. um so it was that was fun and I love that. And I know kids love those quizzes. Like they play it for fun. Like what character are you? What's yeah. your song? Like they play that for fun. They eat that up. So I, you probably like made their day with that. And what was so great is that me and my co-teacher did the same thing too. So before they, they did theirs, they knew mm -hmm. where our personalities were first. And then we broke mm -hmm. our, both of our personalities types down on the board. So then they felt more comfortable sharing like their personalities with the people at their group. It was so fun. <laughs> That is so cute. I oh, love that. You, you definitely have to touch that link for, for, for other teachers. Oh, to yes. That's very smart. <laughs> See, that icebreaker game is amazing, especially when you have like classroom sizes of like 30 plus kids. Yeah. It's so important to, to, to understand your students' personality from the jump and grouping them because you don't want them singing with people that they have problems with because that's a lot of big issue that a lot of teachers have is like kids come already with pre-drama or like pre who they don't like like they don't like back in like oh my god I've been beefing this year. like I've been I've been beefing this person since I was in grade three and they come in and you sit them together and it was just horrible yeah. you know but that's what I say also like getting that and then playing community games together is important because I remember when I had the grade six class it was drama like in the beginning from the <laughs> it was dramatic it was giving Oscars out dramatic. you know like I, yeah it was literally like I oh my god I had a really like tough start but then, wow. by then I really loved the kids because like I saw them grow together and oh. I saw them really like the ones that even were had major like be from back in like uh, their elementary school were actually friends by the end when I was leaving because when you create a safe space for students yes. and it break it down and you you explain and you explain that both your emotions are valid how can you work together to make this classroom a better experience for us I feel like they learn like and especially doing it on in a one-on-one -on -one, like a session or even group sessions I used to do like little group sessions like during recess and we sit down and we have like like we they like I kind of allow them to communicate their feelings and it really worked I had like love that bar. yeah I had a couple of students that would fight 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 and then by the end they were like okay like we're good like you know you're not so bad after all you know and they were Please. actually like each other so I was like why were you guys even beefing to begin with because yeah. you guys good. you guys look like good friends now I so I think that. it's so important it is so important especially with the younger kids I think it's like so important especially in middle school yeah You're oh my god I'm a counselor I'm like a therapist like you can Everything. add this to my title at this point 
girl. Yes. Literally. I'm a mediator. I'm a therapist. You have come to me. And I feel like students, again, because I greet them with kindness and I treat them like the human beings that they are, they come and they share important information. Like they share what's going on with them mentally and how they feel. Like, like that's how you have to make students feel comfortable. If I come and I feel like, and I, I'm greeting you with, with anger, anger, students are not going to feel comfortable sharing what's going on in their personal life. And some, a lot of the times you need to know what's going on because there's like overlaying things that's happening in the whole dynamic and you don't know until it all blows up in your face. So that's why, again, why I say it's so important to create uh, students with kindness so they feel safe enough and you create a safe and positive environment where they can like tell you how they feel or how can, because they don't know how to resolve their issues. Like no. they, it's just very overwhelming. Cause I remember when I was in middle school, I can, I remember how things were so overwhelming for me and the emotions were very like up and down and like, it was like a imbalance mm -hmm. and I understand how it was. So that's why I feel like you have to give kids grace, especially in middle school and high school when the pressures are too much from parents, from social media, from the teams that they play for, from their peers, from their friend groups. So it's a lot of pressure, you know, to uphold. So I think it's, I think it's so important. It definitely is really important. Um, but I love that we're talking about the um, community aspect building too, because it, it will also inform whoever, if, if teachers are like listening to this, that um, and even the idea I gave about the 16 personality things, just good first day of school or first week of school's things to do. Because sometimes <clears throat> the first day of school, many teachers just want to get into the curriculum when it's like the main thing that you should really be working on, which I've always been saying is that teaching is a relationship building career like yeah. because you have to build relationships with your students in order to be able to have a successful school year there's no way that and I always felt like this growing up because mm -hmm. and this is what I didn't never really understood about school even though I was a really I was an excellent student mm -hmm. throughout my whole life I never really understood how I could be in a classroom with the person for 10 months out of this out of my life right and that person never tried to get to know me at all you know, yeah. I found that so strange. And as a kid, I found that strange. Like, as I got older, I started realizing, like, oh, wow, that really is weird. Like, I started to put together my feelings. But I found it so odd that, like, you can be in a room with somebody for 10 months and they not once try to get to know, like, your name or try to, I mean, they know your name. That's that's it, though. But they don't know, like, you're like. No, sometimes they don't, though. Oh, I've right, seen, seen in instances where students are like, oh, I forgot. I forgot what's her name or what's his name. I'm like, are you kidding me? no like you're right you're right though yeah they don't know anything about you though and it's like I don't want it's like because you're working with humans it's it shouldn't be so transactional like yeah. everything in life like it's not like you're working at a retail store where like you're just taking somebody's clothes and ringing it up like it's not a transaction it's like yeah. you're really in front of somebody potentially have the ability to impact their lives for either the better or the worse, depending on their experience with you. Like we were talking about the other day, um, our teachers play an important role in our life, whether it's that we want, they inspired us to become a teacher, or whether it's because they inspired us to not want to ever teach in our life. They, everybody you meet makes some kind of incremental, like it impacts on you in some way, even mm -hmm. if you don't realize it or not. Yeah. And, so I think that's the one thing I want to say to any teachers that are new and are coming into the classroom, like you have to remember that becoming a teacher is a relationship building career first over yes. 
curriculum or anything because if you want to get the kids to understand and get the kids to like you or even if it's just get the kids to connect with you on a certain level or understand why they don't do their homework or get to know their family you have to first get to know them as a person facts and that if you don't you can see the disconnect of kids that have just been passed on and passed on teacher to teacher and by grade eight they still don't know how to read you know what I mean and they feel like there is not kids understand or have a feeling when teachers really care for them and when teachers show that they care for them kids feel like oh this person actually does care about my future but if you're a teacher and you're like this person is they don't know how to read I don't know what to do with them and then you're just yeah. angry all the time and you're just like they're not gonna try it's like kids know you already given up before the year even started you know so that is so important if you're coming into the profession just know you have to connect on a level on a human level first with the students that you teach and really try to get to know them and have grace and take your time with it yeah. and really understand that their well-being is first and trust me when I say 100% when that kid knows that you care they're gonna start caring about their future because they know that hey this person really cares and I want to do my best now you know whatever my best looks like so I think that is so key it is. And I think like what you just said, grace is so important when it comes to being a teacher. Mm. I've had students do like, I think I told the story on live with you, like how a kid mm. stole, took my phone, like basically stole mm. my phone and eventually yeah. gave it back. Um, mm. So that happened to me. Um, And then other teachers were like, oh, well, I would have done this. And I'm like, y'all, she gave the phone back. If anything, it's just a phone, you know. Mm. Um, Second thing, I had that same student curse me out subliminally mm -hmm. like wasn't in my face wasn't like cursing me out like in my face but I overheard her cursing me out in the in the mm -hmm. classroom and what did I do I literally like just I saw her having her fit I went over I moved away from her and I sat down what am I yeah. gonna do what am I gonna do what am, like what like it's just great I went I walked away I literally saw her having her fit um another student told me like oh she's doing this I said let her let her vent her let her do what she gotta do and mm -hmm. then eventually what happened was the next day she comes to me saying, hey, Miss Clark, um, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I was saying those things to you. I had a lot going on in my life. You know, my cousin just passed away. My mom told me in the classroom. And so, you know, I was just upset. And I said, I get it. And I'm like, you know, but um, I do care about you. So what you were saying was hurtful, you know, mm -hmm. but just making them acknowledge that, like, acknowledging that, you know, even though you're apologizing and mm -hmm. I accept it recognizing that I have to hold you accountable because what you did was not okay you know yeah. so but then that's just giving her grace I'm not gonna hold her to the standard like oh this girl is this this and that no yeah. it's like she had a human moment it's not okay because she was disrespectful but it's putting her in her place respectfully but also being like she's a kid move on and like ex exactly what you just said I think you hit the mark is like students are humans too we're all gonna have human moments teachers are humans too we have human moments admin has human moments we're all human we're not no machine we're not a corporation like you know right. and I feel like we have to understand we are building the future like these kids that are coming through our classrooms in in the future are going to be in all these professions around the world that we need you know so if we're not building them up 
and letting allowing them to be like yo you can chase your dreams your dreams you can attain them here if we're not the ones who are doing it here in the classrooms then who's doing it if we're knocking kids down from the beginning before they even start is it even fair to begin with like are they what is ara too yeah i think those are like what if no one ever taught them the right way to do things they would keep going around thinking that it's okay to act that way or if no one showed them a different way on how to approach a conflict or how to approach a mistake that's why we have this thing in society where you know where we feel so condemned by by and shamed by different things because no one has ever really showed us that okay well i made a mistake and the next day though I can change they think Mm -hmm. I made a mistake and now I'm held to this mistake because I'm just a bad person it's like no we always have a day another day to make amends to ourselves first and then to the other person a thousand percent that's the the whole thing I think even as teachers or parents you shouldn't be quick to label students or your children you know oh that's the bad seed the bad kid the black sheep all of those labels are so hurtful and then the kids will start to believe it because once you labeled it and they're like okay then they're gonna embrace it and be like okay then you already think this of me I'm a, I'm gonna continue regardless but I feel like if we disassociate and we're like hey maybe it's just a student good student makes bad decisions and that's okay we all make bad decisions we all have to learn from it so just explaining that instead of quick to labeling students and and letting biases creep in and just like letting it cloud our judgment with our interaction in their future interactions with these students I think we kind of have to all and not yeah honestly too it takes a and back to what you were saying it takes a lot of I think we talked about this before, like a lot of self-reflection. Like I think being right. a teacher, you have to work on yourself a lot because yeah. it requires, so, even for me to have that, the girl to curse me out in the class, girl, that took yeah. a lot of being like, a lot yeah. of work on my stuff because easily I I, I could have felt like being like, yo, <laughs> there's so many things that could have came in my yeah. mind, you know what I'm saying? But instead I said, you know what? I'm going to move away and I'm going to mm-hmm. sit here and, you know, no response just let her do what she does she can say whatever she wants whatever yeah and then eventually I think the dean took her I don't remember but like I said it doesn't even make sense to call the dean sometimes because they don't do anything anyway so at the point what's the point so yeah you know it's it's I think teaching really is a a, just a very you really have to work on yourself (laughs) yes and it's constantly working on yourself it doesn't stop it doesn't stop it doesn't stop it continues it's consistent self-reflection I feel like it's one of the most like the careers where I think I don't know if there's any other job where you have to do more self-reflection than you do as a teacher because you have to reflect how you interact with your students their guardians and their parents the 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 board then your admin to the society so it's like so many so many layers to layers to it it's not just one it makes sense why teachers are crazy it makes sense there's just too many things to like check to and then when we talk about for the next episode too is like then you have this to worry about with the curriculum and the state it's just it's just a lot lot. (laughs) we know what we love what we do yes we try we love it honestly I don't see my like I'm I'm happy God chose us 
to be I did choose us you're right that we are the yeah. calling that we chose mm-hmm. um, and I love what I do I'm very passionate and I'm mm-hmm. just be pouring into my students and it's crazy actually that you just said I the the point that you just said about the um like teacher your te- when you were in your pro- teaching program and they told you to be like angry and stuff I actually was talking to my friend's cousin and she's in her going into her second year of teachers college and their mentor teacher actually told them you're gonna lose that oh you're young you're gonna lose that passion that nice passion you're not gonna change lives like literally when she was telling me that it broke my heart because I'm here telling her like if that teacher is already thinking that I can't even imagine what that classroom looks like for those students um and secondly how are you telling a future teacher um that oh you care too much I think that was the word she told me she she told her you care too much uh you shouldn't care that much but as a teacher you know you're gonna care for all your students it's even past your classroom you care for all the students around the community that you are in that caring doesn't just turn off that's one thing if you don't care too much who's gonna care for the students the system is already broken you know what I mean yeah especially in the public schools it's broken so you telling people that we care too much I feel like no you care too little little. I feel like that's the issue like if you're a veteran teacher then you think that student teachers like us or teachers like us now care too much then I think you need to look in the reflection and look at you caring too little and look at how your interactions or how your teaching is going with your students currently because that's and this is like kind of like the last point I want to make. Um, I think I'm going to be honest. I I think last year I was very functionally depressed um, throughout my school year. Yeah. But even throughout like the functional depression, I still cared. I, I still cared for the kids. It, and that's something that my heart was on. Yeah. My work ethic, I wouldn't say was the strongest it has been, mm-hmm. especially with creating new things or modifying things. It definitely wasn't there because mentally I just wasn't there. And I think that's where my healing process these past couple of weeks have been too, to try to get, like you were saying earlier, like getting yourself back because I'm excited to go into the new school. But the last school year, I really believed I lost my passion. I've Mm -hmm. lost it. And it's, it's a difficult phenomenon to explain because it's like, how can you go from one year loving everything, like having so much passion for what you do, and then the next year, it's like you're a completely different person. And that's something I'm trying to explore within myself, like understanding how did that happen? Because it, it really happened so quickly because everything was fine for a minute when I first started last year. And then I think there were just like a series of fort- unfortunate events, like the book, a series of unfortunate events that happened throughout this yeah. year that slowly over time I just became just over it and so it's it's like it's it's just so weird and that's why I think that like the whole mental health episode that we were talking about um is really important like we really have to check in with ourselves honestly daily to figure out like where we are at because even though my actions weren't like I'm treating the kids bad because even sometimes, like, maybe I would have a reaction that I wouldn't have had, like, the year before, like, to a kid. And then I'll have to check myself and be like, girl, you know what? I didn't mean it like that, like that, you know, and I'll come back and say something. But it's just the fact that, like, 
trying to understand like where the lack of passion is coming from and if it's really the profession or if it's really just like your environment or if it's like you you know not fully you transitioning and changing and wanting something different out of life so yeah just you know give that point but I like but the thing is what I like that you said though is like you knew like something was not right you know and you wanted to try you are still self-reflecting you know mm-hmm. but others I feel like they just don't do the self-reflection work and they just allow that feeling to to fester and, true. Then, and then you can see in just the their body language and the way that they they come into the building you can already see that they're like checked out mentally so I feel like if you're not self-reflecting it's 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 gonna be a problem you know if you're not holding yourself accountable because you're holding yourself accountable it's gonna be a problem you know and again the system is so broken we know we work for uh, the public public school you know so we already know it's hard there's so much expectations so many things that like does it that don't make sense but it's just the, it just comes with the, the territory of the job yeah. you know and I feel like if it's if it becomes too much for you then I feel like then again, for your mental health sake, then yeah, I feel like people should go and go to other careers or something outside the classroom, you know, because mm-hmm. there are jobs that where you don't have to interact with the students, you know, uh, so maybe you feel like teachers who, who lo- lo- that lose that empathy or lose that passion or that connection shouldn't be working that close with students because students already feel that energy and that's not fair to them, that's you true. know, at the end of the day, so that's my piece yes girl so this was a great episode let's go back to our advice column any advice um, my advice is, is what I told my my uh, my friends uh, my best friend's cousin is never lose your passion never lose the why of why you got into this profession never stop caring for the students in front of you never stop even with everything against you don't stop once you stop caring that's when it becomes an issue and I feel like once you feel that, then you kind of have to take time for yourself and see if this is what you really want to do, if you still want to do in the future, or if you can see yourself doing. But yeah, never lose your passion. Never stop caring. Love <laughs> it. Um, I would say just be true to yourself. Yes. You know, I think last year I've been through a lot. It was a mm-hmm. lot. And I've had um, even people at my job saying I was one thing when I wasn't. And it's like, you know, never allowing other people to, uh, even if people misunderstand you, just understanding who you are and who God made you to be. Um, yeah. I, it's it's just so important because people can say whatever they want about you. But at the end of the day, it's like, what do you say about you? What does God say about you? And so, um, yeah, that's my advice, even as a teacher, right? People like at, at the work, at work, yeah. at home. Mm-hmm. no they could say whatever they want but who exactly. do you know yourself to be exactly and do you love who you know yourself to be can you look in the mirror and be proud of the reflection that's looking back at you and if then if that's a yes then you don't owe those people who Period. think negatively of you that's just their that's, that's their, their opinion <laughs> that's, that's their opinion everybody Great. got opinions yep. that's yes. quote time yes. all right this quote I think goes well with everything that we just talked about um and it's by Nelson Mandela of course and it's um it's always seems impossible until it's done 
uh, until it's done. And I feel like that's so true. Like just even going to the school year, uh, I remember as a student, you feel like, oh my God, like it's going to be so hard. I can't, I think it's going to be the longest year ever. How are you going to survive? And then you, you like a few months goes like this and then it's already June you're like oh it wasn't that bad actually and it was like the same thing that happened with my grade sixes because in the beginning a lot of them were very nervous and had were very anxious because they just got to middle school and then I asked them the same question like how do you feel now that you've completed grade six and they're like oh it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be it was it's pretty easy so yeah it's not impossible and it's always seems impossible until it's done you know in the beginning it's the hardest but once you're in the process and you're almost to the finish line honestly you completed it and you're like it's not that hard so I feel like just to tell people like in anything in life whether it's teaching education you're pursuing a new dream um it's never impossible until it's done that's so beautiful Zara I love that um my quote is actually a bible verse it's Jeremiah 29 and 11 and it says for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future and I love that because one day um, I was in Boston and my um, my co-teacher that I used to work with that she um, was my English co-teacher. I was having a really rough day and she just happened to call me and um, she didn't know I was having a rough day. But the one thing she said was, remember this Bible verse. And then when she read it to me. I don't know, it just gave me a lot of peace because it's like, you know, regardless of what you're going through, God has a plan for you and he doesn't want to harm you. That's the main thing. Like, so even if what you're going through right now seems as if it's like the worst thing that you're going through, it's like whatever is happening to you is happening for you. It's for your good. It's not. And and God has a bigger plan for you. And it's not something that's going to hurt. You know, it's something that's going to prosper you, something that's going to expand you, something that's going to like give you life and not, you know, try to destroy you or kill you. And so um, I just really took that with me because I'm like, you know what, even though circumstances seem like they're beating me up, feels like, you know, life is just lifing the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. I just know that this isn't the end because mm-hmm. if God says he's going to prosper me. That means the things that mm-hmm. feels like it's going to harm me doesn't yeah. it's not going to it's not going to work. I love that. That's actually such a beautiful piece, man. Wow. I got you. God, I got, got you. you. Yes. Period. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, always. Um, I love. I always love our episodes together, Zara. To be honest, um, me too. They're, yeah. so needed. They're like <laughs> so needed. Um, Literally so needed. But yes, guys, always follow us on at the '90s Teachers. We're there. Zara always collaborates with her page too. So you get to see all the things that she's doing on the page. You get to see some episodes. Go check out our last episode that we collabed with EduAid. They were really, really cool. Yes. Uh, check them out. Download their stuff. They're really awesome. That's free for teachers. Back to school season. You <laughs> definitely want to check that out. You yes. never know. See never resources. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. Um, so anything you want to share um, coming up in the uh, school year or anything in the updates? Right I don't know now, I can talk about really. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, don't worry. Honestly, no updates here. Just, you know, mm-hmm. chilling. I just like, only thing is like, if you guys want to go on my page, I'm actually still really raising funds for uh, African student right now, currently um, to go to university in America. So if you guys can support, uh, that would be greatly appreciated. 
Uh, the story of the student is very heartbreaking currently. It breaks my heart. I will be releasing a video um, updating people of more of the situation, but I have to keep them anonymous for safety reasons. But if you want to donate or you want to share, the link is on my GoFundMe. It's, un uh, it's linked to my Instagram, so you can find it there. Love it. Um, Question. This has nothing yes. to do with that, but is Zakat, that means charity? Yeah, Zakat, okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if yeah. that was one, but I just had a question. No, but um, definitely go ahead and and uh, I would definitely donate, help out the student, help her out. I definitely will be donating once I get my life together, um, yeah. so I can help her out. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm here moving and stuff. Um, yeah. I definitely will be wanting to support the cause also. But thank y'all so much for listening. We love y'all. Thank y'all for almost 700 followers on our page. We are growing. Road to 1K. Road to 1K. Um, love that for us. And we'll see you guys for our next episode. Yes. Next week. Take care. Bye.